It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Washington Capitals 6-2. Vegas ends this seven-game homestand on the right foot before going on the road starting tomorrow against the Arizona Coyotes in Mullet Arena. To help us break this one down, we bring back the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And Dan, I guess, you know, the, the, the most logical place to start here is can the Golden Knights find a way to sign Annabelle Hansen long term? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Kelly McCrimmon's got to be working <laughs> on it right now. I mean, that is uh, something that we heard Bruce Cassidy allude to. Got to give her another shot. And boy, that uh, was just a tremendous thing to witness I can only imagine what it has been like for Annabelle herself and to a man. Each player, coach we've asked about it, has genuinely reflected on the special nature of Annabelle's presence with the team, the thankfulness, as Bruce Cassidy described it, and uh, how much joy there is in the game and special uh, experiences like what Annabelle has had can be just as special for the players. It reminds them where they came from and how much they um, love the game and kind of why they fell in love with it in the first place. Uh, very special to have Annabelle uh, contribute in the way. And, and you know, I, I asked Bruce straight out, you know, has this sort of experience come at the right time for this group? And he said yes. And uh, first and foremost, prayers for Annabelle. Yeah. And... Uh, thankfulness as well and i uh, hope she keeps on smiling yeah perfectly said dan now when you focus in on the game for the golden knights an inspired effort uh you score two minutes 47 seconds into the game so you're not chasing it and paul cotter to me i know he gets the two goals uh, late in the second period early in the third period but throughout the entire 60 minutes i thought paul cotter did a really good job of bringing the type of effort and intensity bruce cassidy was looking for that's right. That's right. We talked about it when uh, Paul joined us during the last broadcast, which was against the Detroit Red Wings. The uh, thing that he wanted to do was drag his team into the fight. And it didn't happen in terms of points right away, but you know those guys were all over the Capitals players and was a mismatch. I mean, William Carrier has been in that spot. Um, you know, Will has had a very strong offensive season, but he's unavailable right now. And what do you know? Paul steps up and has his second multi-goal game of the year. Nick Waugh has his first three-point game. That group was just stellar. And I don't know of too many other teams that can match that kind of identity, whether it's Carrier or Cotter. And, I mean, Johansson, Kuznetsov, Hathaway, quote-unquote, fourth line. Bruce Cassidy said earlier today they might be on paper the fourth line, but that's not really a fourth line for Washington. So it seems to me that that group when it's on, when it is playing at its best and contributing offensively, as they did today, yeah, I mean, they're going to be very hard to beat. And then depth, obviously, for the Golden Knights. You get Byron Fraze picking up a goal. You get Jonas Ronbjerg chipping in with an assist, his first of the year. Like, to get those guys on the board for the Golden Knights, it has to feel good going on the road now where the Golden Knights, until they get a little bit healthier, are going to need to rely on some of that depth to shine through in different spots. Yeah, I mean, Byron's a veteran. You heard him talking about it. He, he hasn't played quite as many games as Phil Kessel has, but you know, you're, you're talking almost 2,000 pro games between those two players. 
Frazen Kessel. Not on the NHL. We know Frazen has been mostly a minor leaguer in his career, but still, that's a lot of experience. And you've got to be able to put the puck in the net. We know Kessel can do that. Mm. But he hasn't had line mates that have aided in that effort. But when you think about what Bruce Cassidy has said about the fourth line, you can have tough, hard-to-play-against fourth lines, but they're truly a threat when they can also put the puck in the goal because the other team has to respect them a little bit more. If the Knights can find some production from their third line, and maybe Fraze is the key, I don't know, um, but if they can get some production out of that third line, it, it somehow makes the whole lineup more dangerous because other teams have to respect them. You can't just say, oh, they're going to do X, Y, and Z. They're going to play to a certain identity, but they're really not a threat to score, and you can handle that a certain way. If they can score, which they did today, you know that can really benefit the entire lineup. Any final thoughts on this one, Dan, before we turn our attention to tomorrow night, Mullet Arena, Arizona? Alec Martinez and Alex Petrangelo playing together, which they have done quite a bit here since they've come to the Golden Knights. I mean, both were plus five, tying a franchise record. And I don't think that it was overdue necessarily. I mean, Nick Haig has stepped up and played well, but it seemed that Nick Haig then stepped up his game in a role that was a little bit different, uh, playing alongside Ben Hutton. You know, Nick was uh, snarly today, as Gary described it, having the uh, issue with Tom Wilson. But you also have, you know, a, a, a stronger balance, I think. Um, you know, when Alec Martinez and Alex Petrangelo are out there, there's just a veteran presence, and I think that, you know, you can put the other pairs in better situations when you've got number 23 and number 7 together. I don't know what it'll look like when Shea Theodore comes back, but, um, you know, when 23 and 7 are together, there's a certain veteran steadiness that allows the rest of the D to sort of follow suit. Okay, this is what Alec and Alex are doing. Let's do that and then do it again. And I think that there's something for to be said for the leadership there, for the experience there, setting the table. I mean, you know, that Alec gets two points in the first period is, uh, you know, just underscores the point, his first goal of the season included. But that, to me, is as important as anything from today's game. All right, great stuff. As always, Dan, uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Have a safe flight, and we will chat with you tomorrow. Very good. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 6-2 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Washington Capitals. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Postgame Show, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Washington Capitals 6-2, the final score for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now 29-16 and 260 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow at 5 o'clock against the Arizona Coyotes. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas still without Mark Stone and Will Carrier, though Brett Howden did practice this morning. Howden and Shea Theodore are expected to travel on this uh, upcoming road trip for the Vegas Golden Knights. So that's something to keep an eye on if you're a Golden Knights fan. Perhaps, perhaps, as we get closer to the All-Star break, the Golden Knights can start to get some guys back into the lineup. But I think one of the points that we talked about, right, with uh, with with the Golden Knights is that 
you had some depth scoring come through for you. And, and that's going to be a big thing for me in terms of what Vegas can do in the next couple of games, right? Because you needed something to break your way. You needed depth to come through for you. You needed an opportunity uh, in front of you if you were the Vegas Golden Knights where some guys stepped up. And I think tonight what you got was guys stepping up that maybe you weren't looking toward, looking for. I thought Paul Carter was going to have a big game. Why? We just talked about it with Dan Duva. He mentioned, I want to be a guy that brings them on to the, into the fight. So uh, can we pull that? Say, we're going to go down to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. Drilled on on some things we need to do better no matter who we played and then focus a little bit on what Washington did. Um, video today was a little about going back in time, truer to our identity earlier in the year, happened to be against Washington, some of it. I thought they, they, they responded well to that, working over pucks, uh, managing pucks, taking care of the puck. Um, and our defense led to some good transition plays, right? So, I mean, obviously that, <clears throat> that's what we want to get back to every night. And uh, their line was a big part of it. Like Nick scores a goal from Marshy. I mean, they're in between a shift, but still uh, we needed that. And then Paul, <clears throat> I thought Paul was real heavy on the puck against a heavy team. Uh, you know, got hit hard, responded well, kept playing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that line all year has been good for us. They, they'll have a down game or two when Will's been on it. And Paul has some of Will's attributes, right? So um, if he can add some scoring while Will's out and we can play him against anybody, start him anywhere. And then by, what I mean by that is ozone, D-zone, neutral zone. Uh, then we're back to where we were with that line. And we really want that. It's something we've been actively trying to build all year. So... Good for Paul for stepping in and doing the job. And, you know, Coley's been real consistent to finish that line. Like, might not have the numbers, but he's there every night doing his job. Um, bit of a, like a, a, like a, you know, nabber, right? McNabb, he's just unsung, goes to work every day, plays hard. So uh, happy to see them get rewarded. <clears throat> Jesse. Hi, Bruce. Jesse Granger at The Athletic. You mentioned this morning um, you thought maybe there were some things you could take advantage of in the neutral zone to create transition. That was exactly what happened. What were you uh, happiest with uh, what you guys did in the neutral zone? Well, that we took what was there. Some of that came from good D zone, creating some turnovers, and then get going on the rush and beating their forwards uh, up the ice, our second wave. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, when you watch them, you look at the numbers, that's where, I mean, every team has some soft spots that you got to pick on, and uh, I thought we did that well. And then we got behind, pucks behind and played below the goal line at other times when it wasn't there. Uh, you know, they miss Carlson on the breakout, right? He's, he's been good for them. So, um, like teams are doing to us a little bit when we miss Theo and White Cloud, they, they'll, they'll throw it behind the goal line and make you work, make you work and go 200 feet and execute. And I thought we bought into that better than what we have done lately. And, you know, sometimes it takes a few losses maybe to sort of get their attention and um, understand that we're not telling you you have to forecheck every night, every time. And what I mean by every night is you don't have to put it behind them every, you know, if there's space, make it. And I thought our balance was really good with that tonight. Go to Danny, then Alan. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. Bruce, you talked yesterday about offensive zone time. You didn't think that the guys were, it was like a little bit, maybe a half second behind tonight. Seemed like a lot of quick pucks to the net. Seemed like a little bit more quick reaction to that. Did you feel like right off the jump that that kind of impacted the way you guys played? In the yeah, I, I don't know if we'll ever be that high volume shooting team. We've got a lot of guys that want to look for the extra pass. So we have to live with that because we do find a way to score goals. And that was evident tonight. But a little more of that mindset when it's not there, let's not overthink it and hang on to it one more cutback and then, you know, let's get it to the net. 
we really wanted to play below the goal line and see if their, their D could handle our bigger bodies or along the walls on the original. I guess your original entry drive deep, don't turn up just inside the blue line like Gretz, you know, did for someone to get farther down the wall so that their D have to play and their forwards can't really come down. If they do, they end up duplicating. So we bought into that, did a really good job with that. So yes, I thought our, our grit and our battle level was better. Win races, win battles. We did, you know, we won our battles to get out of our end and get through the neutral zone. We won our races through the neutral zone to the good ice. Won our battles a lot uh, down low in ozone. So credit to the guys for that. Uh, gave up a couple of slot chances that resulted in goals from high tips. We'll address that going out to the point. But all in all, I thought um, didn't give up much at the expense of what we were trying to do either. Give them numbers the other way, which, you know, that's where Washington gets dangerous if they start getting odd man rushes. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 6-2 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. And with today's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Before, just in case. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Heads up, Golden Knights fans who drive to games. The I-15 Tropicana construction project could impact your route to T-Mobile Arena. Road, ramp, and lane closures will cause delays, so plan ahead and allow extra time. Visit i15trop.com for details from the Nevada Department of Transportation. It's the AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Washington Capitals 6-2. Vegas now a game over 500 on home ice, 14-13-0, and finish off this seven-game homestand, 3-4-0. You'd like a different configuration of the numbers for sure if you're a Golden Knights fan, but you do like that this win comes at the tail end of it and it hopefully springboards the Golden Knights as they go out on the road for four games prior to the bye week and the All-Star break. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period. We talked about it from jump all throughout the pregame show. What were we looking for? We were looking for a quick start for the Golden Knights. We got it. Vegas was excellent to start the game, specifically in their pressure up the ice. It created turnovers early that led to Alec Martinez's first goal of the season. Breakout pass picked off by Amadio just outside the line. Back in on the near side, Jack Eichel. Righty looks to the middle. Extra pass right in the shot. Turned away, rebound, score! Alec Martinez, first of the year. The Knights strike first. Alec Martinez, his first of the season from Chandler Stevenson and Alex Petrangelo. Two minutes, 17 seconds into the first period. Made it one to nothing. Vegas. Just five minutes later, the Golden Knights would get an odd man rush up the ice as Nick Waugh finished off a great pass from Jonathan Marchessault. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marchessault on the left. Will Smith got it to him. He scores! Nicholas Waugh! And the Knights take a two nothing lead! Nick Waugh's ninth of the year from Jonathan Marchessault and Alec Martinez. Seven minutes, 36 seconds into the first period. Made it 2 to nothing Vegas. The Golden Knights would take that 2 nothing lead into the second period and wasted little time putting the Capitals back on their heels. The Golden Knights worked the puck into the slot, and Michael Amadio ripped home his seventh of the year. Now out in front again. The Knights score! Michael Amadio set up from the left side wall, and the 
Knights lead 3-0. Michael Amadio from Chandler-Stevenson, 2.15 in the second period, made it 3 to nothing Vegas. Then Logan Thompson got in on the action with our AAA insurance save of the game. Angelo lost it. Back around the rim, and Alec Martinez, first man to it for the Knights. He has trouble with the puck as well. Caps get it on the left. Gustafson shoots, glove save. Logan Thompson staring down Eric Gustafson. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So Logan Thompson puts his mark on this game and just past the midway point of the period the Golden Knights would once again get a chance on the rush and Byron Fraze went post and in for his first goal as a Golden Knight. Ron Bjerg speeds up the middle, passes left and a shot hits the iron, now it's in! Off the post, off the back of the goaltender and into the net Byron Fraze from Jonas Rombjerg, 4-0 Golden Knights Byron Fraze his first of the season from Jonas Rombjerg and Alex Petrangelo, 12.04 of the second period, made it 4 to nothing Vegas. And just over a minute later, Nick Waugh set up Paul Cotter all alone in front, and Cotter welcomed Charlie Lindgren to the game by deking him out for his seventh goal of the year. Now out in front for the Knights, another chance, score! On the backhand for Paul Cotter, 5 nothing Vegas. Vegas has three goals in the second period. Paul Cotter from Nick Waugh, 13-38 of the second period, made it 5 to nothing. Vegas. The Capitals finally got on the board late in the second period as TJ Oshie beat Logan Thompson with a deflection from the slot. Capitals have possession. Oshie on the right, rink wide left. Gustafson back in front, score! TJ Oshie, the redirect, back and forth with Gustafson, the defenseman. The Capitals are on the board. Trail 5-1 to one with 1.39 to go in the second. Tenth goal of the year for TJ Oshie from Eric Gustafson and Dylan Strom, 18-20 of the second period. Made it 5-1 to one Vegas. So we would take... The, we would take that intermission. The Golden Knights would take a 5-1 lead into the third period, and Vegas would once again start a period fast as Paul, Paul Cotter scored his second goal of the game to make it 6-1. Right to left wearing their black reverse retros. McWaugh slides it in. Polisar gives chase. Watt joins in down in the trapezoid. Alexei in front. Cotter scores! Another backhand goal at close range from Paul Cotter today. 6-1 Golden Knights. Four minutes into the third. Paul Cotter's eighth of the year. Second goal of the game from Nick Waugh and Keegan Colasar. Three minutes, 59 seconds into the third period. Made it 6-1 Vegas. Just past midway point of the period, the Capitals would get one back as Marcus Johansson scored his 12th of the year. Korzak far side. Steers it out high. Van Riemsdyk with a wrist shot. Tipped in. Redirected the slot from Marcus Johansson. And the Capitals now trail 6-2. Marcus Johansson, his 12th of the year from Trevor Van Riemsdyk and Evgeny Kuznetsov. 10 minutes, 41 seconds of the third period. Made it 6-2 Vegas. The Golden Knights would be in firm control. The Capitals never really had a strong push after that Marcus Johansson goal. And all that was left in this game was the final call. 
Pops dump it in. Hutton back behind his goal, protects it to the far side. And that's all she wrote. Golden Knights, the sort of bounce back we were hoping for. Final score at T-Mobile Arena, Golden Knights 6, Capitals 2. 6-2, to two, the final score of the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Washington Capitals. It was really the game you wanted to see from the Golden Knights. Like top to bottom, there's there's no complaints over the course of this 60-minute action for Vegas. They showed up on time. They were not chasing the game, and they took what was available in the neutral zone. That allowed them to play fast. It allowed them to get on top of the Washington Capitals, and it allowed the Golden Knights to really feel good about where their game is on this night going into Arizona tomorrow. That's right, the Golden Knights will be next in action tomorrow at 5 o'clock against the Arizona Coyotes. First visit to Mullet Arena. Vegas, 14-13-0 on home ice. 29-16-2, 60 points on the year. And for the Golden Knights, it's the end of a season-long seven-game homestand, but the Golden Knights have been so, so dominant on the road this season. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Postgame Show, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Washington Capitals 6-2, the final score from T-Mobile Arena, Vegas 29-16 and 260 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow night at 5 o'clock against the Arizona Coyotes. Today's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. And for the Golden Knights, it was uh, a flip, uh, flipping the script, right? This is a team that has trailed more often than not over the last 10 games or so. And for the Golden Knights to get that first goal of the game, it had to have felt like a big relief, uh, weight off the shoulders, right, for Vegas. And then you all of a sudden find out you're not chasing the game. All of a sudden, it's the Capitals that are pressing for offense. It's the Capitals that are making mistakes under duress. It's the Capitals that are feeding you transition chances because they are, what is it, chasing the game. When you're able to score first, you're able to control a lot of what does or doesn't happen within a hockey game. And the Golden Knights, they not only score the first goal of the game, but then they jump on the Washington Capitals. It's 2 nothing before Washington's really settled into the game, and all of a sudden, it's an uphill battle. You've got to fight twice as hard just to get through the neutral zone if you're Washington. And without Alex Ovechkin in the lineup, you knew that that was going to be a little bit more difficult. I do think the Golden Knights played a really strong and smart game in frustrating Washington, you get out to a 5-0 lead about midway through the second period. That one felt inevitably over. Now, the Capitals, you got to give them credit, right? They were able to come back, and at no point was it interesting, and that's due to the Golden Knights, and you got to give them a lot of credit in the third period for just kind of sticking to the structure, right? You didn't have to press for offense. You didn't have to push the envelope. You didn't have to create moments or pockets within the game where you allowed the Washington Capitals to get back in it. So I, I give a lot of credit to the Golden Knights for recognizing what this game was and maybe you know preserving a little bit of energy, saving some in the gas tank for tomorrow night's game against the Arizona Coyotes. It'll be four games straight on the road for the Vegas Golden Knights prior to the bye week. That will start tomorrow at 5 o'clock against the Arizona Coyotes inside Mullet Arena. It's a, it's a venue the Golden Knights have never been to. 
and a unique experience, to say the least, in the NHL. So for the Golden Knights, they end this seven-game homestand with a big-time win over the Washington Capitals, and they look to the road to keep the winning going. That's going to do it for me here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Extended Postgame Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Washington Capitals 6-2. The final score here from T-Mobile Arena. Seven-game homestand comes to an end for the Vegas Golden Knights. Going 3-4-0. and oh. not, the, not the record you were hoping for, I think. When you kind of look at this one, you see the amount of time that the Golden Knights would have between games, the ability to rest, the ability to get some practice in. Uh, you were expecting, I think, going into it, uh, maybe a couple more wins if you're being objective, right? But for the Golden Knights, they get the win here to end it, and I think that that's going to serve them well because you get to go on the road where the Golden Knights have been so, so good so far this season, and you feel pretty good about where your game is at. Now, there are things you would like to see continue to happen, continue to grow. You'd like to get a little bit healthier. Maybe we'll see Brett Howden, perhaps Shea Theodore, somebody coming into the lineup on this uh, road trip. But for the Golden Knights right now, it was depth tonight that that really kind of carried them through. You get two goals out of Paul Cotter. You get a three-point night, new career high for Nick Waugh. Keegan Colasar is in on the action. You got Alec Martinez, a multi-point performance. Alex Petrangelo was just absolutely fantastic. You get a lot from your depth, Byron Fraze and Jonas Ronberg factoring into the scoring as well. You're also going to need that moving forward because depth can win you hockey games, especially in the dog days of an NHL season. Are you more optimistic? Are you feeling better about where the Golden Knights are at right now? 702-876-1340. That's the number. 702-876-1340. I'd like to hear from you. What did you like most about the game tonight from the Vegas Golden Knights? What stood out most to you in this victory for Vegas? And are you feeling a little bit more optimistic? Maybe more optimistic than you were after the Detroit game. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of get there. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, things turn on a dime, don't they? Uh, it, it started with Annabelle Hansen yesterday, and we've we've just talked about that ad nauseum, so I'm not going to continue to. But anybody who was at practice, there was a smile on every face in the place. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was a great way to start uh, the weekend, that's for sure. Uh, the, the fact is, if Martinez doesn't get a rebound goal, maybe things are different. But it started well, and that's the first time that's happened in a long time. Uh, why Why do you think if, if Martinez doesn't get that goal, it's different? I do. I really do. I think that what happens is Martinez, let's just say for the sake of argument, that Martinez misses what should have been a fairly easy 15-footer uh, and hits the side of the net or something. Now you start thinking, oh, here we go again. And no matter how experienced you are as an athlete, those thoughts begin to creep into your head. So I think that was an important goal, more important than we'll maybe ever know. Yeah, I, I don't know that, that two you know two minutes, 45 seconds into a game, it's it's going to be, oh, no, here we go again. I, 
I thought the Golden Knights had really good energy to start the game, and whether or not that puck goes in, um, I don't know that it would have changed very much. Now we can, you know, I can say that because the Golden Knights won six to two, and you know, really did a good job kind of running the Capitals out of the building through the first thirty minutes of the game. But um, I, I don't know that that if that puck doesn't go in, it changes anything. Well, it's worth an argument. I, there's no question about it. We can look at it from two different angles here, but it doesn't matter. Really, doesn't matter at all. What matters is that you parlay it into something good. Mm-hmm. And if you stub your toe tomorrow in what everyone will think of, uh, at least in the media, as a, the kind of game where you just look past it and you're thinking about the road trip and uh, it's yeah, one of those I, trap games. Mike, Mike, We've I'll, play I'll, well. Mike, I'll stop you. I don't think they're going to look past it. Good. Right when you like when you drop those those two games in a row to Dallas and then Detroit, I, I don't think that you're in a position to look past any opponent. Well, you you better not, and I hope they don't, and I don't I don't expect now, them to. Now that's all. that's not to say that the Arizona Coyotes can't play a really really good game and beat the Golden Knights. We've seen teams able to beat other teams. It doesn't really matter who you are, uh, but I don't think that if if the Golden Knights don't win tomorrow in Arizona, I don't think it's because they're looking past the opponent. I, I think that they might just it's a, it's a position where you just get beat. I, I don't think that that's going to be a, a factor in it. Okay. I, again, uh, we certainly hope you're right. Uh, one other thing, the All-Star break is quite different than, say, baseball, whereas you take a one-day break and then and you're, you're right at the game. This is a, what is it, a five- or a six-day break before they actually assemble in Sunrise, Florida? Yeah, it'll, it'll be, um, and, and thanks, Mike, for the call, it'll be the bye week for the Golden Knights um, going into the All-Star break. So essentially the Golden Knights will be off for about nine days outside of Logan Thompson, who will be at the All-Star break in um, in Florida. But, yeah, it, it, teams are either going to have their bye week going into, leading into um, the, the All-Star break or coming out of the All-Star break. The Golden Knights have it prior to the All-Star break, then the All-Star weekend will happen, and then Vegas will resume, resume play after that All-Star weekend. But bye weeks, uh, they, they factor in. I think they're important for, for players to just kind of get out, get away during the course of a long, grueling 82-game season. So that's what, uh, that w- that's what leads to that extended period of time off for the Vegas Golden Knights. You've got four more games, then the bye week for Vegas, then the All-Star break, and then the Golden Knights are right back in action after that. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. So I know that it's been brought up before, but, man, the energy in the building anytime uh, Annabelle was mentioned when she rang the siren, when she was out on the ice, like just what an amazing experience for her and an experience to get to be a part of and see it. Um, I think that her her make-a-wish could not have come at a better time for the team. And as much as they granted a wish for her, I think she really brought a lot to the team. And, again, was a reminder that there's so much more than sports and how much that our team does for the people that love them. Yeah, you're, you're right on the money. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where I think when you're in the throes of, of a season, right, when things aren't necessarily going well, it's easy, as, as Bruce Cassidy said, to kind of get down on yourself and, and to, to feel like, like it's, it's an uphill battle. And then when you have somebody around like Annabelle, uh, who is with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, suffering and, and born with cystic fibrosis, um, 
it 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 puts things in perspective that maybe you you I don't want to say lose sight of, but you just don't get maybe on a day to day basis when everything is important and winning matters and and it's not going well right now. So I think you're right on the money. I think Annabelle's uh, presence over the last couple of days for the Golden Knights uh, was really important and and to to a degree rejuvenating Um, and to be able to to give that little girl her wish while also kind of pulling her energy into your own game and, and into this game tonight for the Golden Knights, that was something really special. And uh, having her in the arena tonight, she she was fantastic. I couldn't have said it better myself, Ryan. You have a great way with words. It you know it was just it was a, a whole extra level of energy having her there. And quite honestly, the Knights made the Capitals look the way the Knights have looked the last couple of games. So what there couldn't have been a more perfect time for her to come in and, and you know bring that spark. So love it. I hope the team can carry it on into Arizona and. You know, on the road trip. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. I I do think the Golden Knights are going to be able to carry this one through tomorrow night to Arizona. I, I don't think that you're in a position or or really interested is kind of hearkening back to, to the call with Mike. I don't think the Vegas Golden Knights are overlooking the Arizona Coyotes. I don't think you can in this moment. When you know when you drop a game to Detroit, when you've dropped a game already this season to the Anaheim Ducks, I just think that the Golden Knights have to take what they did well in this game, knowing that they left a little bit in the tank because of the score. I think they're going to have pretty good energy going into Mullet Arena. And again, it's a very unique experience inside Mullet Arena. The 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 amount of, of, of differentiation, it's going to be a new experience. I think a fun experience for a lot of Golden Knights players. So uh, you go into that one and you want to try to just continue to keep this winning train going. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Cameron. Hey, Cameron, how you doing? Hey, Ryan. Uh, again, I think that uh, we're all real excited that it uh, seems like the boys were firing on all cylinders tonight. And mm. uh, as much as I love the uh, offensive parade where we had two, two guys fighting their first of the year with us, um, I like what uh, Bruce Cassidy said about uh, our defense, and I think that was kind of the star of the night, even though it was a night where our offense put up six goals. I thought mm. that the, uh, the Knights did a good job tonight of stopping a lot of the chances in the defensive zone, stopping those cross-ice passes. Uh, we're blocking shots, and, uh, and it's a classic cliche to say, you know, the best offense is a good defense, but... Uh, I really think that that's what helped us out tonight and helped us, you know, score six goals was because uh, we were setting ourselves up well in the defensive zone and putting ourselves in the right places to where we could get those, you know, two-to-one breakout mm-hmm. or two-on-one breakouts like the Waugh and Marcia So breakout. And I think that uh, uh, we're just doing, we did a really good job tonight of uh, positioning ourselves and what uh uh, Petro said earlier in the week about working smarter. Mm. Um, you know, I, I agree with working smarter, but sometimes you have to work smarter and harder. And I think that they did both tonight. I thought that uh, there was a lot of energy and they played hard. But then when they were in their defensive zone, they played smart and they uh, really set themselves up for success. So uh, I'm I'm feeling good going in tomorrow. Like you mm. said, uh, not not a team to be overlooked. Um, I think that the game that they played against the Coyotes here at home. It really didn't break open until late in the game, so they're they're a team that often does get overlooked. But you know you gotta you gotta stay on your heels and get those two points. You know, especially in a uh, 
uh, Pacific Division that is as tight as it is right now. You're you're right on the money there, Cameron. And uh, I I thought the Golden Knights defensively were really really good. First on pucks, good first or second pass out of the zone, and and really like the back pressure, right? Like when you when you factor in the first two goals of the game, you got Michael Amadio knifing a puck down. All of a sudden, uh, the Capitals think they're going in transition, and it's coming back down the other way. And then Paul Cotter makes a play in his own defensive zone, breaking up a puck that ends up in a two on one. Like those are the type of extra effort types of plays that you need in order to win on a night to night basis. And you know, you you rightly point out the Golden Knights were making them all night long uh yeah and i think that uh, uh i know that uh eichel was kind of in the hot seat a little bit after last game and we had all been hoping that he'd kind of step up and even though he didn't find the score sheet tonight i thought he looked a lot better uh i thought that he was uh putting the puck in the right places and you know just uh uh i thought he did well in the neutral zone and i, I don't know I'm, I'm feeling optimistic going into uh the next couple games but uh, I think that uh, tonight, that getting you know, scoring specifically that many goals, uh, it's just a boost of confidence for him. And I think that uh, we're heading in the right direction, and you know, kind of just uh, working our way back until we're fully healthy. And you know, that'll be. Uh, I think if we can just keep banking those points, that that'll be a good thing for us in the long run. All right, thanks for the call, Cameron. I'm right there with you. You, you want to put points on the board. You want to get results for sure. But I, I, I was encouraged, I think, by the process more than anything tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 is the number. Oftentimes, at the end of the pregame show, I give you my night to shine. Tonight, for me, I had Paul Cotter. He had two goals. I thought he was just generally an absolute beast in this game. Um, then I, I also picked Caden Korzak to come up with his first goal of the year. Uh, got the position right, but the wrong defenseman. It was Alec Martinez that come, that came through for the Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you've never called in before, I want you to call in right now. Dial up that number, 702-876-1340. Who stood out most to you in this game? There's no shortage of players that you can go to. There's no shortage of players that you can that you can talk about tonight. I think everyone for the Golden Knights, by and large, had a really, really good game. Who stood out most to you? Who do you think had the best game tonight from the Vegas Golden Knights? 702-876-1340. That's the number. More of your calls on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show. Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights defeat the Washington Capitals. 6-2, the final score here. From T-Mobile Arena, Vegas finishes off the seven-game homestand, 3-4-0. Now one game above 500 on home ice, 14-13-0. But good news for Golden Knights and uh, and their fans. Uh, this team is 15-3-2 on the road. Do I think that that's going to continue over the course of all 41 road games? Probably not to that degree. However, the Golden Knights, until it stops, until it kind of levels out, you're just going to keep playing the, the odds there. You're just going to keep thinking that you're going to win on the road. I think this team plays a, a simpler game, a more direct game on the road, uh, and it shows in their record. So for the Golden Knights now, 29-16 and 260 points on the year. Uh, take a look at where they're at right now in the Pacific Division. As uh, as Cameron pro- pointed out, like the, the Pacific Division's tightened up a little bit, and, and by a little bit I mean a lot. The Golden Knights now are in sole possession of first place in the Pacific Division. Seattle Kraken lost to the Colorado Avalanche in overtime tonight. 
So Seattle picks up a point. Vegas has 60 points, 29, 16, and 2 for 60 points in the Pacific Division. Right behind them, the Seattle Kraken with a game in hand, 59 points. And the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Oilers, who have won six in a row. Six in a row. The Edmonton Oilers are just three points back of the Vegas Golden Knights, though Vegas has a game in hand on Edmonton. So just kind of keeping uh, an, an eye on what's going on right now. It's jam-packed right there, One, two, three. Vegas, Seattle, Edmonton. Then you've got L.A. in a wild card spot for the moment. 56 points, 48 games played. So the Golden Knights have a game, a game in hand on the Los Angeles Kings, who are four points back. You got Calgary outside the playoff cut line, and that's really what you have to play around with and worry about if you're the Vegas Golden Knights as we go in deeper and deeper into the back half of this season. Now, biggest threat, you know, it it, it kind of waxes and wanes for me to be completely honest with you because there are times where I look at the Seattle Kraken and I think that they are 100% legitimate. I don't think you get this deep into the season, 46, 47, you're, you're flirting with 50 games right now where the Seattle Kraken have been a very, very good team in the Pacific Division. How have they done it, though? That's the big question uh, that you kind of ask yourself on a day-to-day basis. Is it replicable for 82 games? Meaning, Are the Seattle Kraken going to continue to have similar results and win the same types of ways because they have won a very, very, very specific way? The Seattle Kraken score a ton of goals. They score a ton of goals. They also give up a ton of goals. Like Martin Jones, who's been really, really good for Seattle, right, has a sub-900 save percentage. And, like, numbers aren't everything, but it's pretty difficult to win on a consistent basis and outscore sub-900 goaltending. And yet the Seattle Kraken, they're doing it. How long can they do it? I don't know. But if they're continuing to find ways, then, you know, they're legitimate. And until they fall out of that playoff picture, uh, they're going to continue to be legitimate. With the Edmonton Oilers, it's a very similar situation to what I feel and and what we look at with the Seattle Kraken. However, the big, big difference is that the Edmonton Oilers have Connor McDavid, who scored his 40th goal of the year. 40 goals already for Connor McDavid. 40 goals. 48 games. Like, it's insane how much production Connor is putting up on the board, and yet it's just now that the Edmonton Oilers have pushed themselves out of a wild card and into the top three in the Pacific Division. Why? Well, defense and goaltending. Again, the Edmonton Oilers score a ton of goals. They also give up a ton of goals. So from like that perspective, am I, am I worried about Seattle? Am I worried about Edmonton? Am I worried about Los Angeles? Again, uh, the LA Kings were down 2-0, 39 seconds into the game today against the Nashville Predators. So what do the Kings do? They score goals. They also give up a ton of goals. Until one of those three teams either gets better goaltending or addresses some defensive deficiencies, I think the Golden Knights, if they get healthy, if they kind of ride this out, if they're able to keep their heads above water, if they're able to find wins without Mark Stone, without uh, Will Carrier, without some of the players that are out of the lineup, and if you start to get a little bit healthier, maybe Brett Howden factors in, maybe Shea Theodore factors in, then I think the Golden Knights are going to be okay. But fact remains, 
you gotta you gotta produce, right? You've got to go into games, you've gotta start banking some points, and you gotta do it now if you're the Golden Knights on the road going into the bye week. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Washington Capitals 6-2. to Vegas now 29-16 and 260 points. Tops in the Pacific Division. The Golden Knights, though it was a rocky homestand, do end it on a positive note with a big win tonight against Washington. Now, the Golden Knights are on the road for four, then the bye week, then the All-Star break, and then they've got two more on the road before returning home to T-Mobile Arena. Vegas has been so good, 15-3-2 so far this season on the road, so they take their game tomorrow night to Arizona, break in Mullet Arena for the first time ever, and for the Golden Knights, if you're a fan, you're hoping that they can bottle this offensive production and carry it with them now for six straight games on the road. That's going to do it for me here on the extended post-game show. Thanks to James Davis down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your input. Until tomorrow, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights post-game show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.